podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a skill we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets, tío. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Good evening and welcome along to the club of a Tuesday night and not a Monday night because to be perfectly honest, all the lads who do the podcast are a bunch of wankers and they never turn up whenever we ask them to do it. Um, tonight we're going to, uh, this is of course the club and it's brought to you in association with Redsbet. Redsbet is a betting site tailor-made to all your gambling needs. Um, Redsbet are unique in that they give half the money to good fans causes so no matter what the fans end up a winner. Um, so don't forget to download the Redsbet app and gamble responsibly and share. What's the what's the the punchline again? Share the glory. Phil. Share the glory and gamble responsibly. And I'm sure the lads will have special bets on ahead of the Champions League final. Mm. Right, joining me tonight, I have, of course, Gavin Doyle in with me. And alongside, on a reduced crew, because as I said, the lads are a bunch of wankers, mm. um, Ray Dickinson. Uh, he's come in all the way from Liverpool to tell me what's going on. Um, tonight, what we're going to do tonight is we're just going to have a brief chat um, for about 40 minutes or so. That's about as brief as an Irish person can make a chat. <laughs> um, and we're going to have a look at a couple of things that are going on. We're going to look talk about transfers. We're going to talk about the city situation because ultimately we are going to end up winning our 19 title sometime around August. Mm. Um, and then we're also going to have a look at the Champions League. And we're also going to talk about the fact that Guardiola is literally the most overrated manager of all time. Yeah. <laughs> um, or did we just do that for 50 minutes before we started? <laughs> <laughs> Got that out of your system, yeah, Phil. Exactly. Well, you know, it's true. Um, but look, the other thing I want to talk about, lads, and starting off, I suppose, where we look at it is the amount of lads who are called sports journalists these days. And I'm just wondering, does anybody know what, what, what is a sports journalist? This day? I thought you'd have to be paid to be regarded as a sports <laughs> Having journalist. Having a clue. No? <laughs> are, you a spo- are you a sports journalist now, Gav? Am I? Yeah. Soon to be after yeah. he retires. Ray Dickinson Sports Journalist. Stick that in your bio <laughs> on Twitter. I'll put that on LinkedIn, eh? Yeah, yeah. You get you get jobs over, you will. <laughs> Not a bother to you. Um okay, look, first thing I want to ask, lads, um did you watch the end of the Game of Thrones? No. Did you not? You didn't need to. No, no, did you know? I never even watched the start of it, so there you never go. watched I've it. I've missed nothing. Can I can I do, I'm sorry, not, not <laughs> listen, not that I never watched it. My wife loves it. Um, yeah. But I went in one night and she said, oh, watch this, it's really good. And there was a dragon in a cave. The cunt was about 25 foot tall. 
and he was being held in a cave by something that you would literally fucking chain your bike to a lamppost with. And I was like, that, that dragon can easily get away from that. And then there was some board walking around with three eggs. And I thought, this is fucking mad. So I never watched it again. No. So uh, all those spoilers that you put in the WhatsApp group didn't really affect me. I thought no. it was great. Oh, I, I, it's splendid times. And I know for a fact that you were knackered and you stayed up deliberately to watch that. <laughs> just, just so at six o'clock the next morning you could go, hi guys. Because <laughs> 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 you're an absolute prick. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, once I found out that Sean had watched, the, watched it and uh, I, 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 started, I, I advanced text Dave and said, don't look in the group because I'm going to do what I did to you on John Snow. <laughs> <laughs> So I just really, and if you noticed, I, I waited and I waited and I waited. I didn't really give anything away, and then I waited and I waited, and then I just dropped it in there. And then when once the lads have forgotten, I dropped it in there in case anyone missed it. I dropped it in again against lunchtime. That's when he's all threw me out of the group. So, so it's over now. Yeah, we don't have yeah. to worry about Game yeah. of Thrones. No, speak so anymore. No, thankfully Good. don't. But Good. Westworld is back next year. They showed mm. the trailer of it on HBO. When Never I was even heard it, of it. When I was no. watching it, just to get up so I could spoil it for everyone else. But uh, love Westworld. Westworld's a bit of gold. Never heard of it. Yeah, don't worry about it. You can watch East Village. I'm not. Uh, right, lads, moving along. Um, as we know now, Jon Snow killed Daenerys and the Iron Throne got melted down, which actually was probably the best whole thing in the series. When everyone says, who gets to sit in it? Nobody did. The dragon melted down. How much did he get for Kilo for that now when he melted down? <laughs> don't know. I think he had it. Because oh, dragons, dragons need something for the fire. So. But the dragon's still in at the end. Yeah. All right. The dragon melted the throne. How did the dragon get out one, of the cave? There was only one left. How did he get out of the cave? Yeah. Because the chain was only, wasn't even good oh enough for a bike. I know. Think about it. They were sitting there playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can't get out. Did you ever can't. see, like, in, in, in Dublin, like, you see the fucking chains around the poles and the bike? Do you just take the bike and leave the chain there? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever notice that? No, man, this is a dragon for fuck's sake. It's Dublin. It's fucking mad at this. <laughs> yeah. Mad. Go on, anyway. Right, lads. Um, okay, I want to talk about the transfer targets. Right, there's been a. a, a okay, I want, I'm going to set something out and I'll set this up for the summer. Mm. Right, I literally hate the LFC family online. Right, I, I, I'm honest about this. Right, I've, I've more or less packed in social media and stuff like that because I can't deal with them. Right, so I can't deal with the majority of arseholes that are on there. Um, so what I've done this summer to be a bit different is I'm not I'm not even going to engage with social media. So I'm not going to have a clue who we're linked with, what we're linked with what we're doing or what we aren't doing. And it's, I think it's going to be a refreshing change because uh, the only time I'm going to know whether we're signing someone or not is when it happens. Yeah. Right? So I can't have any set thoughts as to who the alternative was that we were supposedly signed that we didn't sign. Right? So this, this is where I'm going with this, Ray, right? So, um, and this is going to be refreshing. I feel like it could be like a shower in, the, in a waterfall somewhere in the Caribbean. It'll be that refreshing for mm. me, right? So you guys can inform me as to what the supposed rumours are and I can laugh and chortle and say none of this really matters because ultimately who we sign is who we're going to sign. So everyone to be honest, Phil, that's how I, that my my mind has never really operated any any different way. I've never I've never got involved in all this ITK Yeah, but you've never you've never had business. to run a website and write stuff. Yeah, I I I, I you know, I hate it. I I I, I prefer that kind of more simplistic approach of you know names become relevant when we've almost got the deal over the line you know so um it's just relentless now online like and in all in all honesty i don't i don't i don't let it bother me too much you know i i'm quite clear what i would like liverpool to go out and do yeah i'd like us to go out and sign you know a center back do, a, do an upgrade on Lovren essentially, and, and De Ligt is now obviously the one who's kind of rising to prominence. If that happens or not, we'll, remain, we'll, we'll see. Um, 
uh, someone else who can challenge the front three. Mm-hmm. That you know that that is another priority for me. So that we we're not reliant. You know, I think we've been amazingly lucky in terms of injuries generally across those front three. Yeah. Um. And, and for me, you know, getting injured the back end of the season. Yeah, we got Origi to come in and do a job, but that kind of just highlighted we need another player there. Um, and maybe and maybe an improvement as, in terms of a backup goalkeeper, but like we don't need major surgery. So, I, I you know, I was never one who would crave transfer news, even less so this, this, se- this season, to be honest with you, because I don't think it's like the be-all and end-all that we make these big splash signings. Right, right, Gav. Um... Are you gonna imbi- you gonna imbi- imbibe the Twitter? Machine? Yeah, I'm, I'm friends with Grace. I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> bullshit that continually flows on people yeah, and give listen, it's about uh, random. When you when you children. break when you break it down, it's 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 clicks, isn't it? That's what it is. You know, you yeah. say anything about Liverpool and link them with any fucking player, and it gets click after click, and that's what people want. Um, Ray is saying about centre half and maybe one or two more. I think it's hard for Liverpool this summer. You know, you heard that that guy came out and said he's a twenty million budget. I, I think that's a bit off the wall. Um, there's no, there's no way that's true. Um, is that twenty million? Is that twenty million net spend budget? Or, it could be. It know? could be a case of we, we're going to clear a hundred million off someone else and we'll spend a hundred and twenty. Or because for example, I mean? Lovren should should command a decent enough. Probably twenty five million. Yeah. yeah. So you add that and you sell maybe three players and you mm-hmm. might get to a hundred million. I, I was saying the other day though, the result in two weeks' time I think will, will uh, decide a lot of what we do for the hang summer. On, hang on, who said what? I said this. No, no. Who said twi- we're spending twenty million? Oh, this, some guy from the BBC was on, was on yeah. a podcast and he said yeah. Liverpool won't make any signings. They, they'll probably look for a left back cover and they'll probably look for an attacker, but their their budget the would budget. be around twenty million. Now, yeah. you, and that Ray just Ray spread Ray like wild. Yeah, that went absolutely off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but but you see, there you go. Like it, it spread like wild for a while, it? Because it's just about Liverpool. But can I say something, right? Mm, of course, you can. Like. If you think about it, right? 20 million quid. Who gives a fuck? And I mean this in, in a genuine thing, right? Like people are getting, would get their knickers in a twist. If I, if I want to buy somebody, if I want to buy somebody in Europe and I'm an English club, right? And they already know that I've got, we've got more money than anybody else in, in Europe to spend, right? They know that we're getting 90 million just for turning up in the Champions League final. Mm. Right? Because that's how much television money they're going to make. They're going to make 87 I think I think between each. the Premier League and the and the European Cup this season, Liverpool will break 200 million. Yeah. In, in, just in TV revenues, yeah. right? In terms of being on the television all the time. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put out a story that you've only got 20 million to spend? I don't think it was a story they put out. I think it was just this guy had this... I don't know whether it was an opinion or whether he just heard something and, and No, no, but it. this is my point. If I'm the club... It must have been planted. Yeah, but look, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know that, but listen, come here. Look, if somebody... It's a mindset with specialists. If somebody has gone to him and said, we're only going to spend 20 million, go on and say that. First of all, he's a fucking idiot for saying it, right? For believing that. And second of all, nobody in their right mind in any club around Europe that has a player that Liverpool are targeting and is going, oh, the only 20 million will do them a better deal. That's just not the way it works. Do you know what I mean? It's just not the way it works. But like going back to the squad, uh, you know, this was what in two weeks' time I think will say a lot about what we're going to do. I think I think if we win it, I think he looks to probably just fine-tune things. Like I can see Sturridge going and Bruce being his replacement. I can see uh, Moreno going. I think he will have to sign left-back cover there. And Lallana will probably go. And that's where you're... That's where you're getting the links with Brandt and, and these sort of players because mm. he's that supposedly that type of player. Um, and then you're probably looking at 
if Mignolet goes, he gets in a backup goalkeeper. Mm. He could probably do it on a decent budget, you know. But if if they if they lose this game in two weeks, the pressure might be on to go. We have to go big for someone. We have to, to make a splash. We have to make a splash just mm. to, to think. But the, on the on the other side of that is, and you know, a couple of lads in the WhatsApp group are saying, you know, it's a very settled squad. It's, there's great harmony in the squad. This argument come up and that the poi was mentioned. It is important that you, the nucleus of that squad knows where they stand. You know what I mean? When when the season starts again and they know that this is still us again. Add two or three more in because if you add a player in for Sturridge, you add a player in for Lallana and you add a player in for Moreno, even if they're the exact same quality as those, it's better for us because the three more dependable players than them three are. Yeah. You know, and three so more who are likely to play. That's what I mean. Because at this stage, Klopp has more or less just said, oh yeah, he's written out Moreno. I mean, Sturridge I'll use if I'm really stuck and Lallana... Lallana's been on the table more than than um, Gomez, which is a feat, uh, an incredible feat. Well, we're talking about we're talking about stories, and they're a bit mad. Yeah. Like the one came out the other day, and they said Lallana wants to leave Liverpool because because his concerns over game time. The only concern over game time for Lallana is every single fucking week it comes out Lallana won't play because he's suffering from a minor knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that can't be his concern game time. His concern must be his injuries. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're the sort of stories that get clicks, and you know. But going back to that. It, it, the twenty million, right? If I'm if I'm a smart mathematician or accountant, right, there is a, there is a way that twenty million might be the budget this mm-hmm. summer. Yeah, because I think it's plausible. Twenty million could potentially represent the wage increase we can absorb for the next twelve months, which will represent an increase in our wage bill of three hundred eighty-five grand a week on top of what we're already paying out to the players. Which means that it's a slightly different way of looking at things because if you think all those transfer fees get amortised, so if I sign somebody for five years. That transfer fee gets amortised over the course of five years. Fifty million gets paid twenty up front, and you know break break the, break the thirty over five years. Exactly yeah. right. So you break the deals down into it. So it could be that they have twenty million headroom, almost like a wage cap in American football, right? Where they're or a salary cap, where they're trying to say, right, we don't want to spend more more than X because that will, based on revenue to turnover, that from an FFP point of view, we want to be able to stand there. And with all the shit going on with City, we want to be able to show that the shit doesn't stick to us because we're sticking within the rules and we're going to grow based on what the club has grown all the time. And that probably fits in then to the idea of a new club a kit deal for the following season mm. and all that type of stuff that the revenue has got to a point where they need the new deals to allow them to kick on with more wages and a more headroom from an FFP point of view. But if, you look at Stor- if you look at Sturridge, Moreno, Lallana, if them three were to go, yeah. you're probably looking in the region of quarter of a million a week. They were on decent deals. Yes. Well, I know. I mean, I know Sturridge is on 140 grand a week. So you're looking at a quarter of a million a week there, right? And as you said, a kit deal. And then the big thing thing for me is the main stand. Mm -hmm. You know, hasn't been named, hasn't been, you know, like that could be another deal that's in in the pipeline as well. You know, it could be the bleeding. Well, it was a Duff the boy duty free main stand or something like that. I think it was a, I think it was Duff and Phelps who issued a review of the Premier League and they said the most underused asset at the moment is the name and rights and stadiums. He said there's potentially under 120 to 250 million a year for mm. clubs to to get access to by giving naming rights to the ground, mm, yeah. and they're looking at United. If the, yeah. the highest value one was Old Trafford. Would they be. could get 25 million a season for the naming mm. rights to Old Trafford. Them. Mm. It's just the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium now. Look, they're obviously going to line up a deal. Oh yeah, great. that's that's just you know that's in, just a that's just, just a sitting there waiting. Yeah, 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 sitting there waiting. But going back to the going back to the squad and stuff like that, I don't know how you feel about it, but you know. I, I'm, I'm of the, the belief you never stand still. Now, as good as this side is, and as well, I think they're a f- well, you never fantastic. stand still once you're never walking along. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's 
if this side is really, really good, and I, I love watching them. But at the same time, you'd, you'd probably expect sports to improve, United to improve. You're always expecting these four or five sides to improve. Now, don't get me wrong, if they improve by 10% and we go down by 10%, we probably still finish ahead of them. Yeah, just that's, about, that's the yeah, gulf at the moment. Much. But there is definitely room there. I agree with Joe and Lovren. I think, I think he's dirty his bib somewhere and being out for 14 weeks with a twinge just <laughs> fucking done my head in. And look, I've been a big supporter of Lovren, but he he went there and he was gone for 14 weeks. He came back. He's looked ropey when he came back. I thought he was appalling away at Newcastle. As, as Sean, he said to me, Gav, Van Dijk was playing on his own centre-half. Mm. And he more or less was because Van Dijk was be, or Lovren was being run all over the place. Matip is a huge surprise to me. I'd still worry that would he go back to his old ways where he's out for six to eight weeks with different bits. I agree with you. I think if, if the lit is there and it can be done, I'd do it. Without a shadow of a doubt because all this stuff of filling the squad I'm not mad about it. With the likes of Moreno, Lallana, Sturridge, yeah, fill the squad there with the same quality because they're more dependable. But if you can get a, a centre-half that you believe is better than the centre-halves you have, there's yeah. no, it's a no-brainer. You do it. I think I think signing the lick is, 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 would be something that, you know, we were saying make a splash. That would mm. make a splash. Yeah, absolutely. It would make a statement. It, it would make would a stream. It would, it, I, I think it would actually be pretty ruthless as well, to be yeah. honest with you, in terms of... Matip and Gomez, yep. because you know we're talking about Matip being a big improver. Gomez, despite his injuries, we've still got high hopes for him. But if he just if if, if he just said, look, I need to spend this money to make sure that we. But if you if you're talking sixty, step, if you're t- t- talking sixty million for him and you're talking twenty five for Lovren, it's thirty five million for a nineteen year old defender. Mm. Worth a deal over five to six or the long term mm. contract mm. that we call now, which is usually around a six year deal. Mm. Is a worth over six years? Five years, 25 million over five years, seven, seven million a year. And yeah. you could still and sell him in five it. years for 100 million. It's absolutely it, worth it. Or 21 million over three years, if you want to put it like that. Yeah, it's absolutely worth it. You know, it's. But you're making your squad better. Mm. You know, and people saying, where, so would he Andy play Carl ahead of Gomez? Was, him for a, but, but people saying, would he play ahead of Gomez? Gomez was outstanding. That's not the argument. The argument is. I need to play someone on a Saturday and then I need to play on a Wednesday. I'll put yeah. Van Dijk and I'll put Matip in there and then during the week I might play Gomez and the list. That's the way it's meant to be. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Right, one thing for me is I feel that midfield is a bit vacant. I think that we've got a good core of midfielders. I'm concerned that Milner won't be able to do what he's done over the last couple of seasons. You've got to expect to drop off, haven't I do, you? because he's, of well, he's 24, he's 24, close to 35. So yeah. I think he's going to be a good, squad, a good squad option yeah. to play the cup games, come in, be on the bench to give that experience. That's if he wants to stay. And his versatility right? is there as well. Exactly, it? exactly, right? But you want to see somebody come in that's as capable or if not better than him, right? And my thing is, any signing we should make this summer, we don't need surgery. We don't need six players. We don't need 10 players. We don't need eight players for our first 11. We need two to three who are capable of knocking out the ones that are in the existing Force 11 because that adds squad depth. That means that three that are starting at the moment or we put down as what's in our Force 11 suddenly become fellas that could be on the bench or could be starting. And you're not, you're not worried about a drop-off in standards. And we're going to, mm. to try to get to 90 points again. And I'm, I'm with you, Gav. I think we're more likely to move backwards in points totals than we are to go more than 97. Like if like people who get 97 points rarely followed up with 97 points. But if you have a 10% drop-off, you're looking at 89 points. Yeah. In a round. Yeah. If, if you know you go up, if you know you, I don't know what they finished on, probably 70-ish. Probably not even that. No. Um, but I think fourth place got 71 points. 
So if they have ten percent, they're looking at seventy nine, eighty points. It's that's Spurs. Ten point gap. That's Spurs. You know Spurs what I mean? would end up at seventy nine points if they fin- if they got an eight point improvement. But my argument is, if you were to make these signings that you think you should make and are plausible and they improve you. A 10% drop-off becomes a 5% drop-off. And then you're looking at 92, 93 points. Mm-hmm. Do you know that kind of way? And it, it, it's a squad game, and I know people have heard this all the time, but it's, a, it's absolutely a squad game. We've seen it last season, the Champions League final we went into. We had, unfortunate with Salah, we had Emery Jan on the bench that was fucked. We had we had Lallana that came on and he couldn't fucking move. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And our squad, mm-hmm. Oxlade-Chamberlain playing really well, gets injured and is out... You know what I mean? You add to that. If you, well, you continuously be, add to your squad, you can you can soak up more of this sort of stuff. Liverpool fans need to cop on. Remember, there will be one signing that they're not expecting this summer. When Yaldum was two seasons ago, Fabinho was last season. Or when Yaldum was three seasons ago, look, Fabinho was literally they just was, dropped it on the internet. Know, How yeah. are you? Yeah, they what, literally dropped it on the internet one night. Man. What, are you, what are you up to? Yeah, we don't do that. Just well, let us know. By the way, we signed your man for fifty million. What? What? <laughs> And then you had everyone going, oh, I knew about that. Knew about, knew yeah. about every wasn't, single week. But I wasn't, wasn't allowed to say anything. Wasn't allowed to say anything. Yeah. It was under wraps. Beat by the club. <laughs> it was under wraps, it was. But the one they're talking about is the Poi. What? Yeah, Memphis the Poi, isn't Memphis. it? Memphis. Mm. Um, Interesting signing. If he was the Memphis that played for Leon and the one that played for PSV, smashing player. If he's the fellow that turned up being United and thought he was Billy Big Balls, not smashing player. Yeah. But you see, the thing is, like, it shouts, it fucking roars that he's a club sign for me. It's one of those that he has he, he has the talent, there's no doubt about it. That's yeah. why he got a move from PSV to, to United. It didn't work out there for him because they were a bleeding mag club and they still are. They were an absolute all over the shop. He goes off to Leon. I think he's 35 goals or something like that in two seasons. But well, he's outshining if a kid. It, it screams a, a club signing for me because he's the sort of fella that club will go, I'll sign you. But this is what you're going to fucking do, mm. and this is how you're going to play. And he's also the sort and of player that you could, prob- you could probably get away with saying, "We're going to rotate the Farias." You yeah. get 20 league games a season, probably. You know, you get or you get 30 appearances in the league this mm. season, and he'd be quite happy. The, somebody like um, Kai Havertz will be the type of left field signing that I'd, I wouldn't expect. This is the young lad at Boyer Leven. Le- 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 so we're talking about if you upgrade yes. or you wanted to upgrade a midfielder or bring that type of midfielder. Yeah. In I see him playing once, but it was in the snow. Mm. So I, do, I couldn't really make it a, a proper. Um, I think he's seven, seventeen goals. That no, was genuine. I was watching on the. We telly. should have had him for the last game. Broken snow everywhere. <laughs> I think it's seventeen <laughs> goals and eleven assists this season for a Leverkusen side that made the Champions League, right? So, and he's nineteen. Mm. That's the type of deal that, like, they're talking about a bio clause of fifty million or something like that, right? But he's the very type that the bio clause would suddenly end up being twenty-two million or something like that, and people are saying, "Is that some deal they got there, isn't it?" Because he's the type of fellow that they bring in nineteen twenty who won't be expected to play every week, but when he's allowed to come into the team and is brought into the team and tell, look, just go and play football. Mm. Don't worry about what's behind you. When they did, what, what, what they did with Keiser, look, we know you're not very good at 11-side football. You're very good at 5-side <laughs> football. <laughs> so just ignore what goes on behind you <laughs> and do whatever you want in front of yourself. We let Fabinho and... And if there's the, any chance you could run back that way... Every now and then? Yeah. Be we're, great. We're bang on. And do you know what? We're laughing. But that's actually what happened with Keita. Yeah. <laughs> he was so concentrated on where he was meant to be on the pitch that he wasn't influencing the game. Yeah. And then he just decided, just give me the fucking ball. And he went for it. Mm-hmm. And and you could see him game by game. He was unfortunate to get injured. But he went for it. And you could see him gradually getting better at the defensive stuff before he gets the injury. Like, you're saying about midfield being a bit all over the place. I think, no, it's, no, I think I, it's stronger than... No, than, I don't. Than he, than no, Gav, Gav. I think... It could do with an upgrade in two places, right? And one is, and, and there was a debate with Jamie and myself and Sean around this, around the idea of, do you need a backup to Fabinho? 
Or are you happy with Henderson and Wijnaldum being that backup, right? But for me, the one that stands out all the time is we still miss that player that provides a link from there to the front three. That's also going to chip in with goals. Like the whole midfield scored 12 goals last season and five of them came from Milner. If you took out the Milner goals, which include penalties, right? You've got seven. The defence mm. scored seven goals as well. Yeah. Everything else came from the front three. And Shakiri and Arigi. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, and that's a huge reliance on three lads who have been relatively injury free for the last two to three years. Do you think he's? Do you think he's looking at this though? You know, like I know, I know where you're coming from, and I, I'm surprised you haven't said it, a continual replacement because I know you like saying that <laughs> um, many times a day. It's, the, it's um, probably the most used he, phrase. Sometimes, <laughs> he, sometimes he just rings me, says continual replacement, and hangs up. But but no, do you think that's been affected by he tried this four two three one earlier in the season mm-hmm. and he had the two lads in midfield and sometimes he dropped Firmino in and he had Salah up front and he yeah. tried to play Shakiri off the wing. Do you think it wasn't successful enough for him? Because that's where he looked at a Dortmund, a lot of people talk about his Dortmund side. Do you think it didn't work enough that he's kind of caught between two st- stills now as to what way to bring the signing in? Because I, I think right, Fekir would have been. You, you saw a lot of play, but I think he needs a dynamic Coutinho replacement. I think he's he suddenly realised how important physicality in that midfield and being able to knock fellas knock fellas who like if he loves Oxide Chamberlain for the fact that if he if he's playing in that attacking midfield role, right, it's not about him getting on the ball and finding and tre- treading those true passes that Coutinho did it, right? It's about him getting the ball, running hard at fellas, mm. causing mayhem in front of him, right? Which yeah. then opens up space for the other three that yeah. are around him, right? Yeah. But I think he's also intelligent enough to realise that there's games where if you are running at twenty lads that are stacked in the box all you're going to do is create a pinball and the ball comes back out all the time. Yeah. Where that's when you need the fella with that bit of vision, that bit of nose. That world of mayhem going on, he's slowing everything down in his own mind and yeah. he's creating something. Yeah. Well, and well, let's, the let's not lose sight of something, right? I think the team's evolved quite, you know, it's mm. evolved since Coutinho left and I don't necessarily think we need to find the Coutinho replacement as such. And the other thing we've got to remember is we've we've also moved on massively in terms of how good we are in terms of the number of points that we that we got last season. So we're actually looking for stuff here now that is in terms of the gains, we're not look we're not trying to find something that moves us on twenty, twenty five points. No we've got bump, there. Bump. Which we're, I think A we we don't want to regress, obviously. But that's the um, key. And some of the things like you know, a Milner drop off and stuff like that is something we, we you know we do need to avoid. But I think I, I, I I think I think the, the the things that we're trying to do have got to be very specific in terms of and, and that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. It's not, you're getting hung up on the idea of Coutinho replacing yeah, the same player. I'm saying we need the player that in like those just games. The, I just I think we need that front three to become you, four. Yes, and that uh, you can that because you can I think I think change. I think we're one serious injury away in that front three to yeah. be in. To, to where that 10% drop-off could oh, be. Oh, 15, 20. Yeah. It's but, there, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. That's, that's also where the midfield chips in. We don't have a midfield that chips in with goals. If you're going to say, how can you improve something on this team? Yeah. Right? You would say, well, cover for the front three, a midfielder who scores goals. Well, I, think, that, I think we need Cater to try and develop into yeah, that. But I think Cater will score more goals for us. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be a goal-scoring midfielder. Right? No, and I no. think I don't know whether Oxley Chamberlain is going to be that because he's never been a mm. goal scorer. It's hard. It's hard. Right? Like he, he so writes at Arsenal. His goal I'd be, I'd be put, I, 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 I'm actually putting a lot of faith in Alex Oxley and Chamberlain for next season. I really am because when I look at the midfield three, I'm thinking, you know, do you need, you're saying you need a replacement or a. Or a 
backup for Fabinho. For me, it would be Fabinho or Wijnaldum mm-hmm. at the base of the midfield. Mm. I think it would be Oxley Chamberlain or Henderson in you know the right hand side if you want. Yeah. The and, then, and then you're looking at then you're looking at Kate, you know, and. Continue money. One more. I yeah. think it's one more. Yeah. No, not to continue. Not, to, not all that money. Stop talking about money. Feet spent. But um, but the thing is, you know, where does that, that's where it's, you struggle to see where Milner fits in. Yeah. You know, Milner for me will probably become somebody that would get about ten starts, fifteen starts in the Premier League in certain games. But the key to this signing is if you were to, if you were to say Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Henderson. Uh, Oxley Chamberlain. Then you've Kate mm. and one more. That yeah. one more needs yeah. to be more of an attacking midfielder than what Kate is trying to do. He needs to be somebody that, when you change the system, you can say, "Listen, you go right in behind." One hundred percent, and that's, that's what, what he needs to be. That's this your Christian Eriksen type. Of? This is what I'm saying, and that's why when you look at all the other midfielders, the Ruben Neves, I'd love to have as a player, right? But he's not going to give you. 10 goals. Mm. He's not going to give you 10 goals and 9 assists. Yeah, he, need, he needs to be someone that can play off the front, man. But if needs be, he can go out wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it is, the, the, you need some dynamism in it and all that. But it's like Fekir was, was, was yeah. that type of player because he scored loads of goals. And it is that link, you're right what you're saying. It, it's not a player that you go, ah, he's brilliant in midfield, but he can also play a bit forward or forward. No, yeah. I don't want that. I want someone that can play off that front, man, yeah. just behind him, or he can play wide. Do you know who we you need? Right, and I, I think it's Memphis the point. No, do, do you know do you know who we need? And I, I'll stand by this because this is why I believe that he didn't achieve what he should have achieved, and he didn't make the best use of his talents because he refused to accept it. Right? We need prime Gerard. We need Gerard that played off Fernando Torres mm. in the Rafa Benitez side, and then fucked off out to the right and scored about thirty goals in a season when he wanted it. Yeah, but this this is my point. This is the player that we need. It's a shot from distance. Yeah. Could you imagine that when when I go back to the t- the, the idea of of Oxlade creating mayhem by running at them? That's everything that Gerard mm. did. But what Gerard also had was the ability that Coutinho had in terms of treading a true ball. Mm. Like, does anyone and worry- speed and he could score from outside the box? Does anyone worry about Shakiri and all this? No, I think he has. I think he's, he's got a very strong functional role in that team, and I think because if you go through the forward players, Phil, Mane, Sal, Salah, mm. Firmino, you're looking at Brewster because he's been made promises. You know that that's just out there, and everyone knows it. You're looking at Brewster. You're probably looking at Origi, and then probably one more, and that one more could be the guy we're speaking about. Plays off Firmino or plays off a Salah if he's up there, or, or can play anywhere across the front three. But he has to be able to play behind the front man as I well, not Sha- just the front three. Shakiri doesn't seem to get yeah, in, be in money. Yeah, I think he could be the player that ends up right on the fringe of all of this, mm. you know what I mean? Like, the next season's kind of make or break for him, I think, as far as his Liverpool career is concerned, because we only paid minimal, you know, 12 yeah. million for yeah. him. So, like, we, we it's not, it wasn't a heavy investment. You could see him going by the end of next season because of lack of games. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Well, I want to yeah. move, move on to the next bit, right? So uh, I'm just taking the whole transfers into it and because it is important. <coughs> the idea of the... What do I have on the agenda here? Well, I think I, I'd imagine Man City is on the agenda because I'm amazed we've got this far without... <laughs> Mentioning what's been here. going. <laughs> well, I can't. Like, what's been going on? I mean, trying to throw people out the same by fucking trophies off balconies and everything. Yeah. Ah, it's, like, <laughs> it's outrageous, isn't it? It's like it's literally it, it, it's Brexit all over in a nutshell, isn't it? <laughs> now I don't see here, lads. You won't answer any questions. 
Do you see Aguero's face on the yeah. video? Aguero's <laughs> like, oh, fuck, am I on this video? <laughs> uh, the thing about that is, I oh, know, it was only a joke. And it was, wasn't it shite? You know, you could tell by the looks on people's faces. You know, yeah. that sort of... <gasps> he's, like an, he's like an eight-year-old yeah. who's just being caught with yeah. something that he shouldn't have. And, really. and all City did was go, right, they just get like the exact same trophy made. Do you, know, where that, do you know what? I've got a suggestion. Well, there's still probably one knocking around at Anfield because we did get a replica just in case we pulled we? it off. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, yeah we melted yeah. that down. <laughs> Fuck that. That's a dragon. Yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Someone early. Yeah. We had fucking um, Harry Wilson there because he's my the dragon. It, it was there ready to be, you know. know. There's another one for another time as well. The likes of the lone players out there. And what, Harry like Wilson. Gruwich. Harry Wilson, you know. Yeah, Harry Wilson, he's, yeah. Harry Wilson for me is like, he has to be in the right time, right place at the right time. Something has to go wrong for someone. Someone from in the, that front He's going to Chelsea with, with Frank. Ah, Frank, that's Frank what it is. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. It's, just, it was in my is head Frank earlier. not going to take uh, Markovic back, no? <laughs> I heard Sacco's going to Ajax as part of the deal that brings in the Ligt. Because yeah, sure <laughs> he's only alone to sure Palace. He's only down in London getting his ankle looked Getting down. his ankle fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the city thing. It's fucking yeah. outrageous. So Pep won't answer questions. off big time, and, and I, 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 We discussed this before, right? Mm. But you can see Guardiola's getting a pain in his bollocks. Yeah, yeah. And you can see because, because Guardiola's a bit of a coward and he's not prepared to take on something difficult in his career, right? He, if, that, if that kicks off in any way, shape or form, he's gone to, to PSG. Right, where you can take, where you can build another project for billions. I don't, I don't think he's at City this time next year. No, I think this is his last season. I, th- I think uh, we were talking about this before we we, we pressed the record, but um, for me, PSG and Juve are his last two jobs he can look at. I think if he gets, if this all, if this all goes pear shaped the way people think it will, and this is all, is it UEFA that are, are, are looking into them right hang, now? Hang on a second, hang on a second, Peter Cech. Yeah. Is going back to Chelsea as the director of football yeah. after the Europa League final yeah, yeah. that he's going to play against Chelsea. I'd say the penalty shoots out. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see there. So look, they're now having a poll on who they think. I've seen another one the other day in, in Holland. A guy. Um, no, nah, not to see there. No, Pep, was, no, it was a good, C- sorry, a guy, C- a guy, a guy in Holland. He, he was the manager of is a Carambor in Holland. Is that one of the teams? Could be. And the Graf Shop are one of these teams. The Graf Shop. But basically, but basically, it was a promotion slash relegation playoff. Yeah. And the guy managing one team had agreed to sign to be the manager of this team next year. And I was like, "What are all on the fella that he's going next to?" You know I mean? He's playing the under 11s, you know. No, no, the mix, no. the mix under 11s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's fucking that's outrageous. Anyway, yeah. well, we're talking about Pepper and Popper yeah. as ever. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Don't think he's going to be at City next season. No, it's I think I think if this all go, like I think it's your way for that making moves at the minute, isn't it? You, yeah, you. Now, there's for, meant yeah. to be there's meant to be FIFA and there's meant to be the FA and the Premier League and all that. The and FA they, and the Premier League will not do anything. They won't do anything until they see something else happen, yeah. mm. and then they'd be under massive pressure from all other clubs to go. Hold on, these boys are doing it to them. Why aren't you doing it? And it'll be a snowball effect. That what? But what will happen here the is. Echo say if there was going to be a parade if we're awarded the trophy in August. <laughs> because Let me know about flights. But um, no. don't so do this today. You, you leave them alone. Normally they announce a parade route months in advance. Leave them alone. So, so it's set in stone at this stage. Anyway, they've basically just got a route. If anything ever crops up, we can just whip, so whip out the bus. Do, yeah. do you ever wonder why the Echo insists on printing that story instead of saying everyone knows what the route is? We've been talking about it for fucking 20, 30 years, right? So like, just just there's a big gazebo. There's a big gazebo just over the bus. There's just a big gazebo over the bus down in Albert Dock. What's that? Don't worry about it. Ignore it. Don't worry about Ignore it. Ignore it. But you look at City, right? And you're saying, okay. I think the reason why 
UEFA have gone after them has nothing to do with the revelations, nothing to do with that. It's the fact that the owner of PSG yeah. is now the enforcer of FNP. Yeah, it's fucking insane. <laughs> UEFA, Qatar, right? It's insane. It's one country against another That's now. Qatar against Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Right. Absolutely, and 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 Man City potentially stand in the way of PSG for winning the Champions League. You know yeah. exactly. But what I, what I see happening is if, if anything comes to this, for argument's sake, say say for argument's sake, he he knows what's coming and there's a year ban, mm-hmm. right? This Juventus stuff breaking the other day, I thought, oh, all right, he might have a plan about Juventus, and this might have to be fast tracked now because mm-hmm. of what's going on. Mm. He won't want to be. He'd want to get out of there before this actually comes down on them because he won't want to be associated with. He was the manager of them when they fucking got all this done yeah. to them. A bit like the Juventus going back 10 years ago, was it? Um, a bit more than that, probably 2006, I think it was. But he, that's one thing. The second thing is, if he gets knocked out of the Champions League next season, round of 16, quarter-final, semi-final, decent in the final, it doesn't matter, he won't be there. He, he won't be able to do it another year. You know what I mean? It was That club was built for him 18 months in advance, and all they want is that Champions League. Yeah. And he's achieved everything else. Like, I mean, you know, what what they did domestically uh, this season, like, you, there's no way you can beat it. So, if you spent a billion pounds on a team, yeah. right, and you've got better quality across your squad than any other squad in the league, right? Yeah. And you've got two full 11s that will be anyone's first 11 in the rest of the league, right? Yeah. And you don't achieve what they did. I will tell you now, right? right? I think for the amount of money they spent, they're only achieving par. I wouldn't disagree. I mean, like when you, I mean, I read a, I thought it was a very good article there from, uh, was it Ken Early, the uh, yeah. Irish Times? Yeah. Uh, Independent. Uh, I think it was Irish Times. Yeah. Irish Times, I think, yeah. And, Second captain. Uh, and some of the points he made about, you know, what, what, what is being achieved now at, at Manchester City compared to even if you compare it to what you know what Chelsea was spending mm-hmm. based on what other teams were spending around them at the time, it far outstrips what Chelsea were doing in terms of spending. Yeah, you know the, the amount of money. I don't uh, know if far outstrips. I think if no, you went back, to, if, think if you went back to 2005, looked at the transfer fees Chelsea paid and put that sort of money on it today. No, I but if you compare it off. to what the rivals were spending at that time. Oh, I know what you mean. You like, know, yeah, in comparison to the rest, ratio. In terms of ratios, ratios, yeah, yeah, ratios yeah. compared to the rest. What they're doing now, light years beyond what, what they're doing now compared do. to what Chelsea are doing, it's probably not much in it. But I know what you're saying. The spending power of the other clubs around them wasn't what it is today. Well, I stood up, I stood up in the Anfield rap at the at very start of the season in, in Dublin. Yeah, you nearly got the place closed down. <laughs> <laughs> But my argument then was that we'd fall slightly short because City have doped the league. They've doped the players, allegedly. Maybe not. But do you know what I mean? They've What they've done is they've carried out financial doping, right? Whether it's technically illegal or not, that's yeah. neither here nor there. They've managed to find a way to get around, to circumnavigate the rules, to put as much money as they want into the club, to spend as much money as they want, which is not the spirit of the FFP. No, right? it's not what it was designed to set up to do. No, you can applaud them for their intelligence at doing that, right? But at the same time, they have not won the Champions League. They brought a manager in specifically to win the Champions League. They spent a billion pounds to put a squad strong enough together to win the Champions League. They have failed to reach the Champions League final under any years that they brought mm. that manager in for. And all they've done is dominated domestically, yeah. which if you're building a team that you spent over a billion pounds, which is 1.3 billion euro. Right? Basically, yeah. basically like with, 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 the, with the domestic game, and I know Liverpool pushed them all the way this season, and, you know, it, it was incredible. It was unreal. Both, both teams were incredible, let's be honest about it. 
But when you look at it, they were sparing each other on. City, yes, they were. They absolutely were because and the boat managers. You know, people make out they don't like each other. I think they have a massive respect for mm. each other, and they 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 nearly applauding each other week on week on. Yeah. They're still going. But the thing was, when you look, when you break it down, City have a squad there that is basically being made, and they have their eye on probably seven games a season. Mm. Right? The league, like you said, will probably take care of itself because of the size of the squad, the quality of the squad, and especially when you get around Christmas and beyond, when teams start to fall away with injury suspensions and general tiredness, yeah. they have the squad to do it, right? And yeah. in fairness, we probably don't have the squad. We shouldn't really have done 97 points, let's no. be honest. And do you but, know what? We may not have done 97 points had it, had we have got maybe seven or eight points behind them. But yeah. It was just that yeah, yeah, it was relentless just, week exactly. on week. We may have ended up landing but, somewhere in the 80s if there, we weren't going neck and neck. Yeah, absolutely. But they're, but they're trying to gear themselves for probably seven games a season. Mm. The last 16 of the Champions League, the quarterfinals of the Champions League, the semi-finals of the Champions League in the final. Seven games. And they're the massive seven games for them. And like you said, when it came down to it, they, I think they've made one semi-final under... Guardiola in a No, 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 no. It wasn't Guardiola. Pellegrini. Pellegrini. They were atrocious against Madrid, if I remember. Yeah. They never came out and played in the Bonneville. And they were beaten narrowly over the two legs, but they were atrocious. He's, he's In his fourth season, I think he made... The quarterfinals. I think we beat them quarterfinals, and they get beaten again in the quarterfinals. So when they're gearing this up for these seven games, mm. you know, it's it's all it's all it, the rest takes care of itself. These seven games are, are, are these hurdles that they're trying to get over. It's very fucking difficult because there's teams out there that can play against you and yeah. can do you on any given night. Mm. A bit like in two weeks' time, we discussed it before. This final comes down to it: form against form against quality. We be sports, but anything can happen. Where Guardiola might fall down now is he looks at this and says, there could be a ban, right? There could be a points deduction. The, the FA could pile in and fucking do anything. And then all of a sudden the squad go, well, what? And feel hard done, boy, and mm. everything could fall apart. And again, when they come around to February, March, and these last 16 games kick in, and something goes wrong, and if it goes a little bit wrong, it can go drastically wrong, and they could fall down again. If they do not win the Champions League next season, or if they get a ban, or both, he won't be there. It's simple as that. But even, even I, I just get the feeling now, uh, you know, Saturday, like for for everyone who where the light bulb hadn't gone on yet, I think it's gone on now in terms of yes. what 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 has actually become of you know football uh, in England because even for the traditionalists who the diehards who keep the FA Cup close to their heart and would have watched that final on Saturday. You know, gone of the days, not just of like the underdog from the lower leagues, mm. like a Premier League team, a top half Premier League mm. team, absolutely destroyed by them. I think it would have been, I think it would have been fans of not Premier League sides looking at that and going, yeah. what the fuck? I think it would have been yeah. fans of Championship teams, that's what I'm saying, League One teams, the and, uh, yes, who and still going, think the FA Cup is romantic. Yeah, not and then they're going, there's no romance now because. No. But you know, those teams... Killed. Yeah, absolutely. It was killed, and, and it was 6-0, and the camera went to Guardiola, and he, he didn't know what the fuck to do with himself. He looked like some kind of, I don't know... It looked a bit awkward. It looked very awkward, yeah. and he realised... But the, 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 other, the other side is, and I'll stand by it, and it's something that we can debate after the Champions League in the summer when we've got, when we've got nothing to talk about, right? Yeah. My point is that had the owners of City come in and taken over Liverpool and we were in the exact same position, there wouldn't be a single Liverpool fan giving a flying fuck at this stage. They wouldn't have got away with it. 
that's what I said we can debate this over the summer they it's, it's mm, a different show they wouldn't yeah. have got away with it because you see the thing let's is let's debate it over there's no problem right, now okay, we won't do it now we won't do it now but you're wrong summertime. Anyway. when all the FSG out lads are back out because we only spent 12 million right the, we can have a chat about it then yeah. right? because the, the city lads I hope it's about 9 million <laughs> Yeah, I hope it's about nine million. Look, I had an argument with <laughs> I had an argument with a city fan there back and forth on on a WhatsApp, um, and I actually I actually brought out net spend as as, as yeah. yeah as a positive, as in I got lashed the fact that oh you went out and you paid you know all that money on Al- you know the most mm. expensive defender the most expensive keeper so you can't say this that and what not to us and I said ah just have a look at our net spend. Hey, nice, Ray. Nice. <laughs> you went, you went full Twitter cunt. I went full yeah. net spend. Absolutely. You Not even wanker. Full net spend, long you went. <laughs> full <laughs> net spend cunt. When you've when you've just, got yourself down that, drop that, the phone, walk yeah. out of walk, walk off. <laughs> All you turn around there and say financial doping. You don't even say any. Just if he says something, go yeah, yeah. Financial doping. Look, it is def- it's definitely something we can debate because I have strong yeah. views, but we won't go into it. I think it'll be a, a good bit of a debate over the summertime when I'm not hosting. Yeah. So I can show. Are we um, going Champions League final now, are we? Well, we won't. There is, it seems next, over, ne- next but not week, quite. Next week we'll talk about the Champions League because even the Liverpool players were off at the weekend having a few drinks and stuff like that, having the crack, right? So they're not worrying about it. Salah was about having a kip on a plane, on a plane somewhere. Or something, and Oxlade is pretending that he's part of the squad by doing videos. Great, yeah. fair play, great. Um, but what I do want to talk about, and it's the only relevant Thing around the Champions League this week is mm. the allocation of the tickets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everyone was moaning again. Here goes Ray. Oh, I'm going oh, over the smoke. Here I'm over it now. I'm, I'm over it. The, w- the one thing I'll say, all right, is of all clubs and of all fan groups and, yeah. and all those things, we knew of all of them, we knew what the allocation was going to be. Yeah. Right? We knew that in 2007 it was 17,000. In 2018 it was 17,000. I didn't know that until you brought it up today. In 2019, 17 yeah. Right. So, like, we know what the allocation is going to be mm. because that's what whether it's right or wrong from a UEFA point of view. Yeah. That's what they've done always. Right. Can the club manage it any better? That's the real question here. When it comes back to can the club manage this any better? Because I know with the other finals, what happened was they waited until they saw if the tickets were taken up, and then there was a, a lottery or a ballot for fans to uh, to apply. So a proportion were given back to the clubs, and then again it was another lottery or ballot, or whoever missed out was then got the tickets at that point, right? Yeah. So, like, I think it's thirty five thousand of the st- of the st- is the stadium goes to the fans, and the other the remaining twenty five. It's I would say it's so twenty five. Yeah, sixty sixty eight this year. Okay. Yeah. Three and a half go to the local to a local sale. Okay. And then the rest go to the UEFA family. <laughs> yeah, the family, yeah. The UEFA family, right? Um, Although there was a ballot earlier on. I don't know how many tickets were made available in that general ballot in about April time to anyone think, who I, to apply. I think that's a three and a half or four thousand. Was it? Is that was it? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, again, Ray, there is no golden solution to this. There isn't, no. No matter what way it's done, Somebody will always feel hard done by it. Somebody yeah. will always, but like the only thing we've got to remember is there's only seventeen thousand tickets to go around. I know, I know. I mean, I, and to be honest, even if the even if that seventeen thousand became twenty five thousand, mm-hmm. you're still going to have disappointment. Like yeah. the 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 ballot odds were one in four point six. I think it might have changed just before the ballot because everyone who was entitled to a ticket didn't take it up, so there's a few more available, so they come down to closer to one in four, but. One in four might become one in two and a half, mm. for example. 
yeah, the odds are higher, but you're still going to get a good proportion of fans who are disappointed. Yeah. Fans who've been, you know, season ticket holders for, 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 like, it makes no odds whether you've been a season ticket holder for 20 years or mm-hmm. for five years, or whether you're a fan card holder and you've been to X amount of games. So, the, I guess the, I guess the club's made a decision to go down this route of um, electoral ballot, and 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 they see that as the fairest way of doing it. I, I I think maybe they could come up with now that we do seem to appear in files and on a more regular basis. Maybe they do need to go and have a look um, at, at at maybe some different ways of ensuring that people, for example, who've had a season ticket for thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of do you know they've been shelling out money all them years, and maybe maybe they should, maybe they should get some level of priority over other fans. But then it becomes a bit of an ages thing. So there's not, you know, it, it, there's not a perfect solution to all of this. You know, I, I was in the ballot. I was disappointed. I accept, you know, I accepted it pretty much straight away, and I've kind of moved on. I'm going over there. I won't have a ticket. I'll still have a good time. Okay. I know what I'm letting myself in for. I think the bigger argument and the bigger um, issue here is more to do around fan zones and what's available to fans on the night of the final in yeah. Madrid, right? Yeah. Because. You're going to have, and, and this is where UEFA are, are complicit in this, and this is where they're wrong on this, right? In the UEFA Nations Cup, whatever the fuck they call it these yeah. days, European Nations Cup or the European, whatever, what's it the called? The Nations League, is it? What, now, what is it? The Euros. Which one? The Euro, we'll just call it the Euros because that's okay. what it used to be always called, right? So it's Euro something something, right? Euro 88. Euro okay. 98. Oh, one of the international jobs. Yeah. The international yeah. stuff, right. yeah. What do they do? They lash on about three or four fan parks, right? Mm. They make it a real sort of festival atmosphere. Mm. There's drink being sold. People are watching the things. And with the exception of the English and the Russians killing each other, right? There's mm. like, the, in, in general, it goes off without a hitch, mm. right? Now, you've got two English teams coming down to the yeah. You've got a lot more than 35,000 fans making the trip to this final. There'll be 50,000 Liverpool fans in Madrid. Easy, <laughs> right? And there's probably going to be about 40,000 sports fans in, yeah. in, in Madrid, right? Yeah. For 35,000 tickets. And even if they yeah. got every single ticket in the stadium, yeah. there would still be 30,000 fans. 32,000 tickets. Yeah, well. 32,000 tickets. 24. No. Anyway, there would still be 30,000 fans oh, outside the ground. Oh, that's your 33. That's before you But there would still be 30,000 fans outside the ground. Right? Yeah. By not catering for this en masse descent onto Madrid, you're actually creating problems, right? You're creating an incendiary type atmosphere where fans are going to have to go find pubs and all that type of stuff while the game is going on. And you're you're putting fans and fan groups into smaller, more confined atmospheres Mm -hmm. that can be more compostable when it comes to drinking all that type of stuff. I know what you're saying, but I think, I think, I actually think the authorities over there would take the complete opposite view. Mm -hmm. As in, if you create an environment where you're going to get potentially... I don't know, 5,000 mixed Tottenham and Liverpool fans on the drink in a fan zone. At some point, there's going to be flashpoints and there's going to be issues with that amount of people in the one place. Yeah, but I think but that's what the, the view that, the, that, that they would take. But in, a, that city, they but in take. a city so big, you should be able to say, listen, what, like you said, we're going to make four fan parks in this city on that night. Yeah. One, two for Spurs, two for Liverpool. They all hold 
There's Plaza, there's Plaza Santa Maria, there's Plaza España, there's Plaza, yeah. Ca- whatever it is, Catalonia, and then we're going to put all of them in there. And what I don't it? think you can say Plaza Catalonia in Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go away on a limb here and I'm going to say, you know what I mean? It'd be like, <laughs> no, it's not happening. Whatever. But you know what I mean? There's, there's, all the, there's the plazas. This is the sports quarter. This is the Liverpool quarter. This is a neutral quarter. Do you know what I mean? In terms mm. of that's what it is. So you can put 15,000 Liverpool fans in here, 20,000 Liverpool fans into that square. You put 20,000 into sports. And even from a UEFA spectacle, you know when they flash it up, you know what they do? Do you know what they're brilliant at in the rugby thing, right? At the Heineken Cup final, they have cameras on the fan parks of the of the fans back in the country or back in a zone, right? Yes. So mm. that when the team scores... Well, it was huge, Jordan, the World Cup, yeah. especially with England, because yeah. it, it was massive. So when the oh, team scores... That, that works in Liverpool and that works yeah. in London. It will, it will, that, that, those scenarios will work in those respective cities I just don't think the authorities trust two sets of English fans to behave in a logical way yeah but uh, the only thing about these fan parks separation of the fan parks like you know you're going to find probably you know some troublemakers heading to certain. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go to the sports and with a yeah. little top on me. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, know? but the thing is, what you'll find with a lot of these fan parks is um, they're self-policed. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. they are self-policed. Look on a much smaller scale. There, you know, we were over in Liverpool last weekend. We, t- tickets just couldn't be got, and we went to a hotel up the road from Liverpool, and there was hundreds. What hotel was that? Hotel here, oh. mm-hmm. um, but there was. There was hundreds of people in this beer garden. Now I mean, it was, it was fucking rammed, and but not one bit of trouble, not not no. one crossword, and like even people trying to go to the toilet, everyone was self policing, let them out, you know the sort of thing. And that's what happens in these fan parks. They nearly become self policed if you have the right people involved. I know where Ray is coming from. You get people that just head over. You like you've seen them in but, Barcelona. But Gav, Gav, you know, you get Gav, people heading over and they just. Gav, hang on assholes. a second. Hang on a second. We have a very active fans supporters group in the spirit of Shankly, let's say, right? Mm. Yeah. Who are going to be present and heavily present at the match that's there, right? Mm. That's the type of... You're, what you're talking about is that do we have a fans group that will be in, in a position to help the police and help and self-police the areas that will be deemed to be a Liverpool area, right? Mm. Of course, there it is there. And I'm sure sports have something similar in terms of what's going on. They both... They, they, there's two supporters because they they spirit of Shankly and... I think it's the spores. The big cocks. Whatever, whatever they're called. They, they made a joint statement with regards to the tickets. I know there was pressure put on um, sponsors as well. To, they were trying to put pressure on sponsors to give back tickets as well to make them available to fans. But like Ray said, he went into a ballot. He was, you know... Shafted. Not, no, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, it's all right. We put a mark on that. We left that. But no, Ray was disappointed along with. You know, I've, seen, I've, seen, the big I've seen people. I've seen people saying, oh, I, "I didn't make the ballot, but I'm fucking eighteen thousand on the waiting list." Like you know, it's yeah. pointless. But I was four thousand and something, but I may as well have been forty thousand because yeah. the chances of four thousand fans not taking up a ticket was like. Yeah. Well, I think Liverpool. Liverpool on. fans know how to how to travel to these games and, and these sort of events and, and look after themselves, behave themselves. And I think sports fans going over there will think, look, we're in the spotlight here. It's our first European Cup final, you know, our, our first Champions League final. Um, and we have to make ourselves look good as well. You mm-hmm. know that way? So I don't see a, an issue being over there, but it's all about the planning. It's all about, mm-hmm. you know, you listen, what's that ground called? 65, 68,000. 68, 68. You're probably going to end up with 
55 to 60,000 of that being yeah. actual Liverpool and sports fans because yeah. tickets will cross hands. Absolutely. But what you'll have happen is then you'll have probably have another 20 to 30,000 fans hovering around Madrid yeah. just for the experience. Yeah. And if you can if you can get them apart and make it a good experience and you know drink is available and everything's going to police properly you won't have an issue. It's just, you know, people are making too much of this being two sets of English football fans. I think both sets of fans, for different reasons, want to make themselves look good out of this. You know, the way. so I can't see it being a problem. I, think, I hope I think, if anyone out there has a Category 5 restricted view ticket category five. For, for 55 quid, <laughs> Ray is all over it. Listen, there's well, fucking well, tickets well, out well, there, Ray. Not just that. Well, if, if anyone out there has spare tickets and they want to be really um, nice to the trippers, right? Uh, Shawnee needs one, Steve-O needs one, and Ray right. needs one yeah. as well. So. Yeah. Um, Another one of the lads. So, four together, Liverpool ends. Yeah. Give us yeah. a shout, yeah? yeah Need a lift crew. What about what about the UEFA family? Do you not want to be with the UEFA family? I wouldn't mind being with the UEFA family. Steve, I would absolutely love to be yeah. with the UEFA family. Oh, Steve would be tuxedo and everything. He'd go all out with it. Yeah. <laughs> he'd love it. No, I agree with you. Yeah, I, love I, I think you'll be all over. Franz yeah. Beckenbauer, if you're out there, because you're also at these Champions League gigs, uh, if you want Steve, want Steve There's plenty allowed in. What? He, he gets you one. There's plenty allowed into the games anymore. No. Remember, he was fucked out. So he'd have to be getting a few tickets around there. I'll tell Steve. you. Platini. Platini, Platini. Platini's going to have a comeback like Buddy Cianci. Right, like, honestly, right, he is literally going to pop back up as the head of FIFA or something like that. Because he's serving his ban at the moment. But if, let's not forget that the lads here are now running the FFP in UEFA, because there's nothing mafioso about this, that the Qatari lads who run PSG are running the FFP committee, right? Yeah, I know. Who was, who is on the, who was the Qatari link for PSG? Platini's son. Yeah. Right, you can see what's going to happen. Platini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> European elections are coming yeah. up, and Mihal Platini, the uh, Irish candidate. Walking around with his hand over his face yeah. all day. You see, the FAI, you see the way the FAI got a lad in just for a few weeks yeah. to run it? Oh, well, the FAI now, listen, I'm not going down that road. Fucking but that's, hell, that's, that's, that's Platini. That's Platini's new name. It's, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the fucking general. The FAI around. went completely mad. Like, it was like... He fucking bought a burger and chips to cunt for air money and all. It was mad. Like, you know? <laughs> anyway, right. Um, okay, so next week we will preview the game properly. Correct. Right, because uh. we're too far out because there's, there's talks of Keita might be in ready and, and Firmino, Firmino having magic injections to get Harry themselves Kane. through. It's gone to the Manchester City. So. I was thinking today, though, though, I know you're going to preview properly next week. I was trying to walk out my head today how many sports players are actually available are fit unfit because like they seem to be having mad injury problems near Listen, the end of the season the thing is if Harry Kane starts you know what happens next we win the game Penos scores win uh, <laughs> anyway right so <laughs> with that that's been the club that's been Ray Dickinson that's been Gav Doyle that's me being me being me which is Phil Casey um, with that's an, been the with club early prediction that's yeah. been with Reds bet Typical. we'll see you all I next week have we, to get uh, it in what, do you reckon we'll do this Monday or Tuesday next week uh, uh, is that a bank holiday we're going to do it on Monday <laughs> uh, 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 no what day I was going to say what day is next Monday <laughs> going to do it next Monday but lads will be playing imaginary football matches their missus, oh, yeah. missus won't be there yeah. There's uh, their UFOs will be taking them away and all that type of stuff so it'll end yeah. up probably Ray, Gav, me and Andy or one else right that's, that's in Garbrain he's probably torn up because the rest are useless anyway that's been the club Monday we'll Say Monday, right? We'll say Monday for the crack. We'll say Monday for the crack. Uh, Gavard, the fat back forward, do anything this week? No. Around. And um, the cop table. Folded. The cop table, I think, might be doing a preview. Um, Are they, yeah? they, Tuesday, they might be doing a preview and kind of a review of the season as well tomorrow, I think. Right. But we'll keep you updated on that. Excellent stuff. So that's been the podcast. Good night. God bless. We'll see you next week.
15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a kid we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Harvard Business School Online offers professional certificate courses that are 100% online and can be completed on your own time. Discover how HBS Online can help you take the next step in your career and try a free business lesson today at hbsonline.info. Sports Social Podcast Network.